Ladies and gentlemen and fellow freedom fighters, this is Bushy Martin from Know How Property Finance and welcome to the very first episode of the Get Invested podcast. Today you're going to have the pleasure of listening to the Honourable Ronsley Vaz on how he's invested in people potential become an overnight entrepreneurial success. You see, investment means many different things to different people, but in this very first inaugural episode, you're going to learn all about one of the most important investments you'll ever make, the potential people. In talking to Ronsley, who I've known for quite some time now, you'll find that he's host of Australia's number one food podcast, Bon Appetit. He's author of the great book, Amplify, Raise Your Voice, Boost Your Brand and Grow Your Business. And he's founder of the digital Amplify agency. Ronsley's bread and butter is very much audio. He's helped businesses build huge marketing ecosystems by harnessing the power of conversation. But if you dig a little deeper, it's clear that his real expertise lies in building strong and global teams. From Bahrain to India to Australia, Ronsley's had a very colourful journey. He's worked as a software engineer, a financial advisor, a DJ and a restaurateur, and unsurprisingly, he's picked up plenty of hacks and tricks along the way to know what makes and what breaks the business. Here, he reveals all sharing the investments you need to make if you want to thrive in an ever-changing entrepreneurial landscape. In the episode, we get into the power of human potential and why you need to understand it in order to build a top team around you. We talk about the value of freedom, what millennials bring to the table and how you can harness their abilities. We talk about the problem with the build it and they will come model and the marketing solution you need to know that actually works. We uh, understand why Ronsley values conversation so much and why podcasting is so hot right now. This is an awesome discussion. I know that if you're a aspiring employee or a time poor professional, you're going to get a, a massive amount out of this. So sit back and relax and enjoy the conversation. Before we get into it, if you're a time poor professional who's interested in investing but don't have the time, you don't have the expertise, you don't know where to start, you don't know who to trust, then grab a copy of my book, The Freedom Formula, that gives you all of the know-how. You can check it out at www.bushymartin.com.au or email me at hello at khgroup.com.au that's h-e-l-l-o at khgroup.com.au and mention Get Invested for a special bonus. I might add that all of the proceeds of the book are going to Living It Rough and Doing It Tough, a really dedicated group who provide for the needs of the homeless and their pets. So please get involved. And now... I hope you enjoy this interview. It only makes sense because we're on this wave of disruption. And if all our clients are disruptors as well, then we just enable the wave, right? Uh, again, we, don't, we genuinely don't know what it looks like. In hindsight, everything in the past and everyone says success and um, it doesn't matter if it was an overnight success or it took 10 years to make. It all looks, they all look like great decisions. Welcome to the Get Invested podcast where we share great conversations with experts from all walks of life to uncover their secret know-how on where they invest their time, their skills and their money and the benefits that this has created. You see, the truth is that everyone invests. Every minute of every day, we're investing our time, our skills, our energy and our money in something. Some of us are investing consciously, some unconsciously, sometimes for good, sometimes for bad and sometimes for no impact. Get Invested will help you to start living by design, not by default. I'm going to help you to make it happen, not let it happen. 
You will hear the top tips on how you can live with conscious intent so that you can live more, work less, and leave a living legacy by investing now. Listen to the show to discover the top tips on how to get started, make the most of your investment journey, and ultimately to be living your dream, not someone else's. More episodes can be found on iTunes or at bushymartin.com.au forward slash get invested. Thanks for listening. And now let's get invested. Let's uh, invite the honourable, the very great, the man, the legend, the man behind the microphone, Ronsley Vaz to invest in. Sup, dude. Great to see you, mate. I'm really excited about this opportunity being the, the, the first of many and having uh, the opportunity to be in such great company. Mm. Uh, welcome aboard. I uh, feel humbled that you're happy to come and join me. I uh, really want to dig into your journey in terms of what you've invested your time. I'm happy to pop your cherry, in. dude. Like, you know, that's 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 what I do. <laughs> I'll be smiling all the way, man. Yeah, uh, be, <laughs> no, no groaning, but plenty no of smiling. Gro- <laughs> <laughs> so I, I hear uh, under the radar that you've been born in Bahrain. Mm, I was born in the Middle East. Tell me about that. Um, I get pat, patted down in every, in every white person country that I go. In the States, they love, they love to randomly find me as a as um someone that need to look into uh i haven't got i haven't got cavity checked yet but i don't, I don't think <laughs> looking I, I, I don't think that that's far too far away i've mentally prepared myself you're watching the rubber gloves yeah I'm, i yeah every time they they get close to any gloves sometimes without i don't know anyway uh yeah born in bahrain i was there from year one and then year two to year 12 um i studied in uh in goa in india yeah, and then on to Australia. So I, I hear your superhero is Batman. Why? Because he always does the right thing. He does the right thing. He always does. It doesn't matter how difficult the situation is. He um, always manages to do the right thing. It doesn't matter whether he loses in, in, in making that decision, but it's the right decision. And, and that's a metaphor for you? That, mm. That's how you approach life? That is. Yeah, it's a great code. At, at every step of the way, I want to be able to make the right decision. And sometimes I don't I don't necessarily know. I don't have all the information, but with the information I have, I want to make the right decision at the time. And a lot of the times hindsight can prove that to be the wrong decision. But at the time, I know that I've made based on what information yeah, I have. Yeah, let's, let's, let's dive deep there straight away. So mm. tell me about a time when you've forgotten your bat belt mm. and you've made a decision that hasn't ended up going the way you thought can you can you talk to us about i don't think i've ever forgotten my bat belt i think at every step of the way i i I make the decision that i think is the right decision but on making a decision you learn so much stuff down the down down the road that you can go back in hindsight and say oh i could have made that decision differently yeah so at every step of the way i try with the information i have to make the right decision yeah. Irrespective of whether I'm benefiting from that or not. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, let's let's drill into your journey a bit on that. So, mm. I guess the first thing that was interest to me, given knowing how creative and strategic thinking you are, mm. is that on leaving high school, you decided to do a bachelor of engineering. Yeah. Which, in my own uh, mm. biased way, uh, often put engineers in the mm. the batshit boring mm. brigade. Uh, talk to me about. What led you in that direction? Well, when I was going through university, I think there were not many computer engineers around. It was like, you know, something new. So I excel in those areas where 
no one's done stuff in that area before. Yeah. Um, because there's no way someone can judge me, you know, in the field. And I, I there's no way to judge myself either. So like I can actually just go and learn the craft. So I feel like I get a superhero superpower every time I learn something new. Um and I was always told that I was a technical person. Like right up, up, up until maybe eight years ago, I or six years ago, not even six years ago, maybe four years ago, I I believed, genuinely believed in my heart that I was a technical person. Is that because what people told you or what you personally believed? I think it was a mixture of both. I think it was uh, because I, from an academic standpoint, um, it pointed in the direction of me being technical in terms of the marks that I got and the kind of career path that I chose. It was not difficult for me to get into engineering, which is hard to get into, especially in India. Um, uh, it was almost like this. Um, in India, it's really weird. You have to. It's they they think that you have to have the aptitude to do technical stuff and and I think from the very start they kind of put everyone in this technical box which means they're smarter than everyone else um, but when you look back and you kind of go uh, my sister went through that and she didn't enjoy that process of being labeled uh, a technical person when she is actually a creative person she does these beautiful drawings and but her first stance was you know she was forced to kind of not forced I think I think society forced her to do science so in she, year eleven, and and she didn't do really well. Okay. Then she had to do it again, and the next level was commerce because that's what people think. They think that if you can't do science, then you do commerce. If you can't do commerce, then you do arts. That's the way they think in India. Yeah, well, it's no different here. Yeah, well, it's, so it's it, it's even worse there. Right. Uh, so they kind of go, uh, if you say I'm 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 doing you know uh, year eleven arts, they'll be like. Why didn't you get? Like, didn't you get good marks to get into science? Is the immediate question. It just feels like that's the next question that yeah. they ask you. Um, Interesting. So, I think from that standpoint, and based on the way society looked at me and um, the things I had achieved in school, they they thought I was a technical person. Okay. Uh, I had not even exercised my creativity. I did to an extent because I was always in general proficiency. I I was I was the only geek that was in the sports teams, and I was only on sportsman in the elocution debate and in quiz team. So in that sense, I was creative, but it was only seen as an extracurricular activity. It wasn't yeah. seen as a, a skill. Yeah, it was just like you do. You're going to school, uh, go yeah. through school. That's, that's not a that, real job. That's not a real job. Yeah. However, my dad gave me an option um, in year ten. And because I was I was playing badminton for the state, and uh, and Dad was the manager of the Indian badminton team. Wow! And he said to me, "Do you like you know if you want to be a sportsman, then like, will you you can become the number one Indian like you know uh, sportsman? Yeah. But you got to stop school." He gave me that option. Okay. And uh, <laughs> I was too chicken, so I I said no. I'll just you know go go through school. Uh, so okay. in year ten, he gave me that option. Yeah. So the engineering thing is probably the safe road for you at that time. Do you think? No. Uh, so my dad has been the entrepreneur in my family. In our family, uh, I think he got it from my from his grandmother. I never saw myself as an entrepreneur, ever. 
until very recently. What is an entrepreneur, honestly? Someone that solves meaningful problems. Yeah. Someone that creates value. Uh, but I had to go through my own my own journey of learning what an entrepreneur really is as well. Yeah. Um, so I always thought I was a nine to five person. My dad always wanted me to take over the business, and I said, I, you know, I'm, I just want to go to work and come back. Yeah. I don't want to take the stress of of running a business and that kind of stuff. Because <laughs> uh, I saw my dad build from nothing. I saw my dad. My first memories of dad was he used to wash dishes down the road, right. and we used to just have a mattress on the floor. Wow. Um, we didn't have any furniture in the house, yeah. and then the next step was we had an air conditioner because we we're in Bahrain and because the weather is so like hot. Yeah. And then we got sofas, and then we got all that kind of. And then we got a bed. Um. So I, I don't know. I I, I suppose I didn't really know what entrepreneurship was. Yeah. So I just thought I, you know, nine to five. Yep. Uh, climb the corporate ladder. I didn't even know whether I thought of corporate as corporate. Like I didn't yeah. have enough information. Yeah. To make that decision, so yeah. not uncommon though. It's like get a skill, be good at that, mm. and find a job that's going to pay the bills. So totally, that's a, totally, that's everyone's natural default thinking. So, I, so what changed that? I obviously, followed that for a while. That mm. something must have happened that uh, disrupted your thinking and gave you the courage to do something else. What was it? Well, um, after I came to Australia, I did a, a, a master's of software engineering here at Griffith, and uh, my first job out of there was. To um, I worked at an auto guidance company mm-hmm. in, based in Brisbane, okay. and they ba- they were based down in, in in West End. I think they're still there, but um, they were really cool. Like the the tractors would wake up in the morning and plow the field and come and p- park itself back. This was like two thousand four, two thousand five. So this was long before you know o- autonomous vehicles were mm. a thing like they are now wow um we did that for defense and you know oil rigs and sandvik and all all those yeah. companies in different in, in different um and i pitched them the idea that that my thesis was on on building a quality process so i did my thesis on quality processes okay. um how to implement quality processes within a, a business and then um, they were looking to sell because they got to this point of like they couldn't grow anymore yeah. and they were just not getting the right price. So I said, how about we get you guys ISO 9001 accredited so the software firm has got like this accreditation of a s- software quality process. Yeah. Um, so we got them accredited. They got bought over by a company on the Canadian Stock Exchange. Um, and then overnight, I became a global quality manager, which I didn't even know what that meant. <laughs> and then they paid for an MBA, which I did at QUT. Nice. And then doing that in my first lecture, three-hour lecture, which was management principles, yeah. I walked across the Goodwill Bridge, a different person. Like I saw opportunities everywhere. It was really weird. Yeah, okay. So what did the MBA give you that, that was that awakening moment? What what you think uh, yeah. suddenly opened your mind? Um the the ability to look at something and see that you can solve a problem that someone doesn't even know there's an issue. Okay. So until that point, I kind of didn't know that I could do it myself. Right. I didn't know that I could solve the problem myself. I didn't know that I could be empowered to think critically in a way that that um, I could solve a meaningful problem that someone was having and 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 they would benefit 
by by me solving that problem. Yes. So it was that flick, I think, that happened. Right, and that, that that's from the journey you've gone on since then. That's a pretty big switch, I think, that flicked on right. Yeah, there, right? I I think that uh, the more the more I'm in business, the more I realize that our only job is to better what we've been given. You know, we've been given uh, a bunch of talents and a, a platform and a bunch of experiences and we need to take that and make the most that we can with it. Everyone's trying to navigate through life. Mm. Everyone's trying their own way to navigate through this thing that they call life. Yeah. Um, and we all do it in these different ways depending on what platform we've we've been given. Yeah. What experiences have we got when we start the journey? Yes. And and how can we be more resourceful with what we have? Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. That's and that's if if you've just defined investment because that's mm. what investment is. It's it's taking the skills you have, mm. the resources you have available, the mm. time that you can put into something mm. to then make unconsciously or consciously a decision mm. to use those in a certain way. So yeah. okay. So. Uh, you've done the MBA, yeah. Uh, obviously, a, a critical watershed at that point in time. But mm. What did that spark? So, wh- where were you investing your time, energy, and skills from that point on? I was looking. I was constantly looking for while I was doing the MBA on how to make my job redundant. Okay. And at the time, <laughs> I was reporting to the VP of Engineering, and he'd been around for like seventeen or nineteen years. Right. And I was like, I'm not sticking around to get his job. Like that was just, you know, like I didn't see that as a, as a path. Um, yeah. So, uh, I had met I had met this guy um, multiple times. His name was John, uh, okay. as well. And he saw something in me which I, you know, I didn't really know. And he gave me this book called what I wish I learned at school, but I, what I wish, what I should have learned at school, but I wish I had or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I read that, that was my first self-help book. Okay. And I read that book and I went, wait a minute, what, like I can improve my life by getting information. That That's weird. Like I've always been thought that if you want to learn something, you get a degree certificate at the end, you know, <laughs> you, <laughs> it's, it's, it, so that was a big shift for me. Um, and he offered me. So he, they were just they were financial advising firm. They bought the Deloitte's books for okay. financial advising. Uh, they were based in Newcastle. They wanted to open the Brisbane office, and he wanted me to run the Brisbane office. And I said, I don't even know what financial advising is. <laughs> and he's like, Oh, don't worry, we'll we'll, we'll pay for um, an RG one four six, which is yeah. you know financial advising. Yeah. And um, so you, what what did he see in you that? Uh, for someone completely outside of that industry that he thought uh, had some potential? Do you think? I think he saw that I could make him a lot of money. Okay. As simple as that? I, 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 if I had to break it down, yeah, I think that that that, that um, answer might change over time or would have changed if you asked me a few years ago. Yeah. But if I had to distill it right now, I think he saw mm. that I could make him money. Okay. And why did he think that? What, what, what did he see in you that led him to believe that you'd make him a lot of money see I, w- I wish i knew and wish i had more time to ask him these questions because obviously i've gotten better at asking questions after the fact mm-hmm. um and and i know more now with hindsight uh since 
So but, what, yeah. what would you say then? So we don't know what he. he I think, I think, think I think I was I was malleable. I could okay. I could be. I was I was hungry to know more, so I could be shaped. I could be shaped. Yeah. I feel like maybe that's what that's what he wanted to invest in, and he could shape me to um, run what he thought was the mm. way business should be run. Mm. Do, do you invest in relationships, Ronza? Uh, heavily. Yeah, heavily. That's probably the only thing I invest in more more than anything else. Okay. If I if you ask me what do you invest in the most, I'd say relationships. Okay. Okay. And how how has that benefited you to date? Do you think? I I don't necessarily think that 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 I do it to benefit me. I think. Yeah. Well, no. Sorry. Let me rephrase it. I think I do get a lot of energy about investing in relationships because I get energy at the time, but I don't necessarily think that that. I know or look forward to or have a plan for what it might bring in the future. Okay. So I don't have that. Yeah. Um, I detach from all of that stuff. Yeah. Uh, for me, it's more about who and where I can have good conversations. Right. Everything else is secondary. Right. Yeah. Right. So if you looked at your journey today, uh, it's conversations what you invest in? Yeah, by a long shot. Long yeah. shot. I think I get, and they can't be superficial. No, um, I can only do that for a certain, for for a little bit of time. Yeah. Um, I, as an example, I can't, I can't, I can't hang around in in India for longer than you know a month at right. the most because there everyone talks about people or or events, and I I I can only do that for so long. Yeah. And they they genuinely don't know how to talk about anything else other than. Do you know what happened to this person? Right, and 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 it's just what they're exposed to. You know, yeah. they, they, they don't know any, and they then mom and dad will still say to me like, "If we don't want to talk about that, what do you want us to talk about? We should just keep quiet." They actually said those words to me. Seriously? Yeah, yeah, because they don't even know how to discuss. Wow, um, there's a death of thought. Yeah, yeah. You see, you sort of really from very from very young, you're thought not to think. Okay. Uh, and, and that's part of the Indian culture, you think? I think it's part of standardized testing in general. So standardized testing in any school teaches you to not think. Okay. It teaches you to kind of learn what has or stand on the, the shoulders of whatever's been done before and not necessarily put any thought into that. Mm. It's only when you get maybe you know, into a research sort of s- sphere where they kind of say to you, okay, first you do your... Um, uh, your research on what's been done before um, and then you build on that mm-hmm. uh, but until that point even then it's it's not it's not drastic it's not like a big change it's just like an incremental change on what mm. body of knowledge is already existing mm. um, so I think standardized testing whether it's in first world or third world or second world or whatever else standardized testing forces you to not think, okay, especially critically think, because mm. you're told that this is the subject matter, and these are the questions answer based on the subject matter. You're not kind of going. You're not giving you a situation that you have concepts which you can apply the concepts to. Yes. So you're not allowed to put yourself in that situation. Sure. Okay. Because it's too threatening. Makes people uncomfortable. They don't know how to. They, 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 they they're not sure how to measure you yeah. based on they no don't guy. know how to measure you so they 
they, they put you in this box that they can because they then now they know how to measure you. Yes, they they have it's a not scale. In a box, they're gonna try and put you in one anyway. Yeah, 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 they, they, yeah. that's that's why. They, yeah, and and you've clearly become more and more comfortable with being outside of the box or throwing the box away. Given what I've I've seen of your journey, it's taken a long time. Yeah. Um, What's given you that confidence to to take the road less traveled? My wife. Your wife. She's the rock. Pretty much. Okay. Okay. I think she's my biggest fan. Yeah, uh, I think there's a lot of big fans out yeah. there. Yeah. Oh uh, well, I, I think she believed in me before I believed in myself or anyone else believed in me. Okay. Okay. And, and uh, something I've been observing with my wife Sonia uh, on your journey because mm. we're very fussy about who we allow into mm. the mm. into the fold. And um, while I hear you talking about conversations as what you invest in, mm. I think conversations seems like just the means of access and and uh, I'd challenge you perhaps to to think about whether it's actually human potential that you are investing in because I look around you and I see some awesome people inside and outside mm. uh, haven't met Rochelle yet but can't mm. wait to mm. and uh, what, what's what's your what's your thoughts on that I never thought of that before but when you say that when you said that the first thoughts i had was um um i've always managed to build good teams yeah. and you, you could be right i never actually introspected long enough to get down the path of human potential being what i extract out of people but i think my biggest joys are like stuff that i remember the most are um I got a, I got a message on LinkedIn from uh, a girl that used to work at the restaurant, and she said to me, um, "Thank you for believing me before I believed in myself." Um, so, and I built a, such a good good team there that when the restaurant shut, so we did Saturday service on Saturday night. On Sunday, the locks were changed, wow. and on Monday, the ten of us. Um, well, they arranged for the meeting, but the 10 of us got together at the fish and chip shop. Um, and they were genuinely thinking of taking a $5,000 personal loan per person to start the restaurant again. Amazing. And I was just going, sitting there going, if, I might have failed big time, but I think we, uh, I've managed to build this team. And I, again, Amplify team is, is just a new level up on that. Yeah. Um, I feel like um, every time I think I've hit some sort of a... Um, a wall it's more a perceived wall of what people have told me that their problems are with building teams are then actually our problems yes um and like when i when i look around the ampl- I, I think our biggest asset by a long shot it's not the process it's not the seven step it's not the book it's not the website it's not me it's our team yep our team is 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 phenomenal yeah so probably so yeah probably okay. you're, you're 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 probably right because rochelle again when she first uh, when we first uh started dating i asked her what her hobby was she said reading nursing textbooks right. that's how much she was wow you know forced to think that the only thing she's supposed to do is fucking do nursing <laughs> you know it's you you you're, you're conditioned to kind of go that's just your part don't think anything other than that right and uh we found out that she's a baker at heart she doesn't even wow. have to measure to right. 
to bake. She can look and kind of, um, you know, baking is all about measurement. She doesn't okay. have to measure. Okay. Doesn't measure shit. Wow, that's a she skill. just, yeah, she just, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, she also cares about the environment a lot. Like she actually petitioned Garden City, which is a Westfield here, um, to have the recycled and the, and the um, you know, normal bins and like, Again, I it's she's like I, I would have never done that if you didn't allow me to do that. So maybe maybe it's human potential. That's interesting. I never thought of that. Mm, uh, the uh, I look at your uh, to most people you would be considered an overnight success. There's very <laughs> yeah. few people that uh, you come across that have achieved what you have uh, so quickly. Mm. And you obviously have a skill at at drawing talent around you and giving them the. Mm the inspiration and, and the belief mm. to believe in you, what mm. you're doing and how they can make that happen. And, and I, I think something that's, that's uh, quite rare in your instance also is the ability to have a global team. So mm. it, to create a culture that's in all corners of the world and mm. have a wife who lives in mm. and works in India mm. while mm. you live and eat mm. in Australia, mm. very few people survive that. Can you, can you talk to us about what you think it is that, that allows you to keep that together and keep everyone heading in the same direction? Um, I care about them. That's, right. that's, I, that's the only thing I could put it down to. I care about them and I care about us as a team more than I care about anything else. Yeah. I care about us functioning and moving in the same direction. Um, when we got the offer to buy Amplify in November and I put it to the management team that this is the offer that we got, the best compliment I got was whatever you decide will follow. Wow. Um, we'll come wherever you, you think we should go. You make the decision. Yeah. Um, so in our parents' time, so my parents' time, like it's like they cared about security and money more than they cared about anything else. Yeah. Security and money was so important to them. Yeah. Our generation cares about freedom and time yes. more than they care about anything else. Yes. So everyone keeps complaining about millennials and how they don't have certain characteristics that they want in an employee right. but they're not seeing what millennials bring to the table yes they're only complaining about what they don't bring to the table yes so we've managed to harness the power of millennials to create a culture where freedom is our number one uh value yes and and we and 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 every every single one of us uh, value freedom very highly on our list Brilliant. of of values. So we just find better and better ways to make sure that happens. So how do you honour uh, everyone's definition of freedom is different and you've got mm. a diverse team. Uh, how do you honour uh, everyone's need and uh, type of freedom in the context of what you're doing at Amplify? You ask them. Okay. You just ask them. Yeah. Um, we, have a, we have a standard process that everyone goes to three interviews before with three different team members at three different times before they um, get an get a Amplify agency email address. Yeah. Um, by that time, values of definitions of freedom and all that kind of stuff are already clarified. They either opt out or the team opts them out because those values don't align or those definitions don't align or any of that stuff. Okay. Um, but once they're on board, once they're on board, then we are one irrespective of who is the broken link or the um or or the 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 one that's st 
sticking out like a sore thumb, we we we're one at that stage until yeah. we're not. Right. So you won't ha- you won't hear me complain about a team member. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. Because we're one. If I complain about a team member, it's it, I'm complaining about myself. Yes. Yeah. Um, and it's my responsibility because I put them there. Yes. It's not like it's there's no scenario where it's not my responsibility. Yeah. Okay. So let's dig dig into freedom a little bit in mm. the context of what it means to you. And I, uh, let's jump ten years forward. Mm. Uh, what's what's your perfect lifestyle look like then in the context of freedom? Describe it to me. Um, I don't think I've ever thought of it that way, but I th- I I feel like it's the ability to make or have the options of doing whatever I feel like doing at the time. Yeah. Um. So. The really cool thing right now is like, see, Pat as an example, Stephanie as an example, like she's, Stephanie's come here from the States yeah, uh, and, and she can go anywhere and work right now and still work at Amplify. Yeah. Pat the same, Pat's looking to come here for three months every yeah. year and then we co- she comes here every year at the end and we plan the next year going forward and she's happy doing that. Like she has to pay rent, doesn't matter where she lives, right? Yes. It's just about that extra flight ticket. Yeah. Um, so now we're kind of looking where Stephanie's here, Pat's here, Ryan's here, uh, Elizabeth's in, in, in Perth, Liliana's just joined. We just need to get Will here for We Are Podcast and then we can plan 2018 together. Yes. And our core team is already here. Yeah. Um, but that freedom, I suppose they need to be able to know that they don't have to think can i do this is oh. this a is this like is this a deal breaker if i have to you know if i want to go for 2 weeks to to asia or to yeah. month to asia or whatever it doesn't matter it doesn't yeah. matter it doesn't yeah. matter what they want to do yeah. you know they they should be able to go wherever and and still continue working um, as normal, yeah. Okay. So I feel that's the same for me. Yeah. Okay. So the, if we, if you picture your ideal lifestyle in your head, is it any mm. different to what you're living now? Um. Yeah. Rochelle is around. I think in my ideal lifestyle. Yeah. Uh, she's around more. I think I'm climbing a little bit more. Yes. Um. um so I don't necessarily see myself as. Um. I don't think I'm working. Right. At any stage. I don't right. feel like what I'm doing right now is work yeah. at all. Yeah. Um, I feel like I'm given this amazing opportunity to be able to express myself every single day. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. That's all. I just express myself every single day. Yeah. And I'm getting com- more comfortable in my own skin. Yes. Every day I express myself, which I, I was never able, able to do before. No, okay. Yeah. Yeah, awesome. Okay. So the uh, the... Who knows what tomorrow holds, but right. you see, is amplified being the vehicle that's ultimately going to enable you to uh, live exactly the way you want. Um, maybe not. I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe not. I, 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 I genuinely don't know. Yeah. I feel that Amplify is this beautiful machine that if we put a certain type of client in on one end, they become a profitable, scalable, marketable business at the other end yeah um more and more we're seeing that just just the way it is structured we know that yeah um you know 
with my core team set up the way they are set up, I feel like they're they're set up to run Amplify without me. Yeah. And then my job just becomes pretty much doing whatever I want to do. Yeah. In terms of raising the brand and yeah. raising my brand and and yeah. and speaking and yeah. And um, yeah. You know, that's that's really okay. where we're at at this stage. Because I look around and I see some of my friends and I see that the biggest struggles are that they're the creative person and they're the operations person and then they're the accounting person and then they all they, they have to do all this stuff and they get caught between these two different brains. Mm. And I just look around and I kind of go, well, how can I not let that happen in Amplify? How are you going to let that not happen in Amplify? We we, 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 we we learn every step of the way. Yeah. So Amplify is built on the three biggest lessons I learned from the restaurant. Okay. The first lesson was that the biggest bill that we had to pay was staff wages. Right. So we don't have any employees. Right. Um, everyone's everyone's building their entrepreneur base. Gotcha. Right? Yeah. Uh, the second biggest um, problem we had at the restaurant was the location. Once the location was there, that, that was it. That was, it was stuck. Yes. We were just stuck there yes we could not even pivot so no one there's no location yeah at amplify and the third one was every time we sold a meal to someone we had to market to them again to sell to them again yeah and we don't have that anymore yeah so as as much as people think that we are on the edge of stuff and we are pushing boundaries we have more backup plans that they then and safety nets than than anyone knows from within the business yeah brilliant yeah brilliant excellent so so projecting forward then, uh, you've invested strongly in conversations as a mm. means to perhaps, mm. perhaps enhance human potential, which enables you to do more of what you want to do. Mm. Uh, do you see yourself investing in anything differently moving forward, Ronsley? Yeah, we, we see ourselves investing in businesses. We see ourselves okay. buying businesses. Okay. Um, we see ourselves, um, yeah, l- listing, Amplify. In, in a few years. Okay, brilliant. Uh, but as a group of companies, yep. um, it only makes sense because we're on this wave of disruption. Yep. And if all our clients are disruptors as well, then we just enable the wave, right? Yes. Uh, again, we don't. We genuinely don't know what it looks like. In hindsight, everything in the past and everyone says success and um, it doesn't matter if it was an overnight success or it took 10 years to make. It all looks, they all look like great decisions yes. in hindsight. Yeah. But at the time, and even now, I'm making shit up all the time. <laughs> like, I'm seriously, like, like yeah. you know, I, I, I'm not, like, I'm smarter with all the experiences that have already happened. Yeah. But I'm dealing with stuff that have never happened before. Yes. And I'm in situations that I've never been in before. So there's yeah. no way for me to make you know, educated guesses yeah. or educated decisions. Or um, yeah. we're just kind of going, Let's do this and see whether this works. Yeah. So you've clearly got a lot of courage because there's the if you look at both ends of the spectrum, there's those who build it and then they will come, and then there's those that say let's get them there and then build it. You're obviously deferring towards the let's let's get them there and then build it. So what what gives you that courage to be able to? to I think I think the whole statement of building it and they will come is a stupid fucking statement. <laughs> I think whoever coined that Just statement what should you really be think. Ki- kicked in the shin. <laughs> Like really hard, high. like seriously, <laughs> like that's such a dumbass statement. Like I, I, I don't even, I have t- never seen a situation where someone just built it and fucking 
people have just flocked to it. Like it, <laughs> it there's there's all this stuff that happens. Like even the I Have a Dream speech has was given like ninety three times before yeah. it actually became a thing. Yeah. Like you know, there's no build it and they will come. You have to kind of look and see what the market wants and what the market dictates and. Yeah. And it's extremely naive to kind of go into and, and I did that. I mean, I've done that. I did that with a restaurant okay. that I went into it thinking, oh, the rest of the, the world's going to love this Portuguese Indian concept because it's great. It sounds very romantic in my head and yeah. let's just go spend shitloads of money on it. Yeah. Um, I don't think how, that's how business works. Yeah. I don't think that's how entrepreneurship works because yeah. you're genuinely not solving a meaningful problem because you haven't gone to the market to find out whether that's their problem or yes. not. Yes, good call. Yeah. Good call. And and you're sort of leading the wave at the moment in the, the, the podcast mm. revolution mm. here in Australia. And there's, mm. a, there's a question I've obviously been bussing to ask you mm. uh, right through this. And that is that why is podcast, quote unquote, so yep. hot at the moment? Uh, wow. Um, I don't think I've ever been asked that question. I've asked that question so many times. <laughs> um, a few reasons. First of all, we've been through the the wave of text being the thing, right? And everyone yeah. thought that every blogger was sitting in their mom's basement trying to make money. Yeah. Uh, but it's not the, not the case anymore. Every single business, big corporate to small business, are investing in blogging and text um, as mu- as much as they ever have. Then that wave, um, while it was coming down, the video wave started and. Okay. N- YouTube became a thing yeah. and YouTube now every minute there's about 2 million minutes of video being uploaded to YouTube every minute wow so, seriously yeah so that Massive. that that waves on its peak okay the next step is audio yeah because it's the only form of content that you can consume uh while you're doing other things yeah and considering that time and freedom are now our highest values as a population yes uh and considering that the 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 entity to make that happen is already in our pockets and it's the first and last screen we see every single day you put that all together and you see Alexa voice and Google voice and all those things coming up and mm. you see Apple CarPlay you see Google CarPlay you see um how uh internet is going to be in cars standard in 2020 that's yeah. the next wave. Yeah. We know it's the next wave. Yeah. It's not even we we are innovating on our own work. Yes. It's so new. Yeah. That we are innovating on our own work. Exciting. Uh it's 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 extremely exciting. Yeah. Yeah and and the if we push the curve in terms of where the the audio revolution is going to go mm. beyond the the standard podcast fare what else is coming that you can see that's that's going to ignite Opportunity. See, they're, they're they're investing heavily, and and we're not very far from an audio search engine. And, oh yeah. You know, like right now, you can ask Siri a whole bunch of stuff, and it'll tell. Uh, you know, but they're working on the algorithm of being able to go into a piece of MP3 file and search for that phrase. Yeah. And with computing getting so quick, and and that's not far away. Yeah. So if you can actually go into, like, just think about the possibility. Right now, you want information. You want to uh, you, you ask Siri something, you know, Siri might tell you, uh, or you have to read it, or you have to watch it, or or something like that. You think about the evolution of that, and you ask for something. It searches for it and gives you the raw audio of what answer you're looking for, mm-hmm. based on already right. content that's already been created. Okay. And then the next level there is like we already we already interact with with images, 
like now we go to an event and we take a selfie or we take an image of our food or all that kind of stuff and we're interacting with images that there's not going to be far away where we can interact with audio. Mm, so how do you, there's just this wall of noise that we're surrounded in from mm. visual, audio, you name it, mm. everywhere. How, how have you managed to cut through that, obviously? I, I, I think that my I, I so before the human potential stuff came up yeah. uh, I thought my biggest strength was bringing two different opposing camps together okay um, it, I, I can trace back through when I was a kid that I've done that like with the you know geek and sports and sports and geek and yeah. um, and then I did um, the Indian Portuguese restaurant my thesis was on joining rigid quality processes with agile quality processes. Yeah, okay. So I've always brought these two camps that hated each other together. Mm. Um, and now it almost feels the same in podcasting because mm. the creative people that create stuff yeah. don't care about the commercial. Right. Like we, Ryan and me went for, a, for a, a conference to Sydney and it was all the creative people. It was called AudioCraft, all the creative people. Okay. And the opening keynote speaker said on stage in her opening keynote that she didn't have money and she didn't know how to sustain the podcast. Wow. And th what came out the most out of the whole thing was they didn't value themselves enough to, to charge money. And there was this big conflict between being mm. creative and having passion and charging for that. Mm. And then there's the other side uh, who only think of the commercial like I'm a financial advisor. Let me start a financial advising podcast. <laughs> you know, like yes, and and, and, and I don't I, I don't really care about whether uh, I want it to work because I want my business to work. It's yes. not like how much value can I create? Yeah. And the commercial and the creative should fucking have a baby. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and, and I'd I think love to that's be there at the baptism. And and I think yeah, and I think that's where where Amplify um, strives and 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 are able to create this cut through is because. We bring the creative and the commercial together yeah. in a way that um, that is extremely beneficial to the business. Mm, fantastic. So uh, if you had a, an opportunity now with, with the enormous journey that you've already been on mm. and uh, you could talk to the 16, 17-year-old Ronsley that mm. was just leaving school, mm. what would you be telling him to invest in that you didn't at that time? belief in himself right um i see i don't i don't have any regrets in life ever like i've yeah. never had even when i was a kid so it's, it's not like a new thing no um but if you're going to try and shortcut the journey perhaps i or, don't i wouldn't want to shortcut the journey because no. I've, I've had a i've had an Same amazing time. amazing amazing life yeah i wouldn't want to change any any single thing about it yeah um i it's only the last couple of eight, like maybe 18 months or so that i've started to believe in myself okay uh, and being comfortable in my own skin and, yeah. and being able to say things that just come to my mind. Yeah. Because um, I was always sort of, uh, I, was, I would always say things and everyone would look at me weird because no one had ever thought of that. Yeah. And I thought that was just me being weird. Right. Or me being, you know, this, this, this weird character. Yeah. Um, but who knew that was my strength? Like, well, you know, and that's, yeah. I think that's the, the biggest thing you've got to invest in whatever it is, is your creative thinking. Mm. That, that, that is the mm. piece that you, uh, it's mm. an absolute mm. rarity. It's, it's mm. the reason why we're doing business with you. Mm. No Thank question you. about that. Mm. Uh, okay, so uh, what's your de definition of success then? Well, how would you define success for you? 
the freedom to do whatever you want to do yep. at any time, at any stage, at any at any level, and and not necessarily question, you know, um, uh, the resources that go into doing yeah. whatever it is that you want to do. Is there a time frame to success? Do no. you think it takes a certain amount of time? No, I don't no. think there's a destination. No, I don't think there's a destination ever. Okay, I think we're on this journey as entrepreneurs that. It's about enjoying the dance. So as a as a dance, like if you think about a dance, Alan Watts actually put this like in an amazing uh, metaphor. Is like if there's a there's a like if you think of a dance, there's no destination because a dance would end immediately. If it, if you, if your job was to get to the middle of the of the dance floor, then you can do that immediately. Sure. But it's about enjoying the dance. Sure. While it's happening. Yeah. That is key, and I think entrepreneurship is the same. Yeah. Because every time you think that you know what success looks like, yeah. and you and you're in the pursuit of that success, yeah. you learn so much more about yourself and so much more about what you don't know yes. that you redefine success. So every time yeah. success is going to keep changing, the goalposts are never going to be the same, and I think there's no there's no destination. Yeah, okay. The, the analogy I often often use when talking about sustainable success and whatever whatever success is to you, because there is no mm, right mm, or wrong mm, in this. Mm. Uh, I often talk about the fact that you you sow a seed today, mm. uh, you cultivate weed, uh, mm. water it, mm. you, you see it through the seasons, and the, it's the power of time that then generates a, yep. a fully grown tree with with bountiful fruit that then will last forever. Sure. How, how does that, that, which is different from the dance routine? Mm. Uh, how does I, that? Fit I, I think in your... the key in that metaphor is is figuring out. Uh, what trees you love to plant? Yes, um, and and then going all in on that. What are yours? Um, I feel challenging the status quo and connecting pe- connecting people. Yeah. In a way that they think for themselves about the the the, the, the whatever's taken for granted. I feel like that. I do that more than I, you know, all right, through my life, I think I, I do that more than I do anything else. Yeah. Like I kind of expose, because I've already thought about it, I've ex- exposed people to something that they kind of went, wait, I've always thought this was just the way it is. And 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 it, it's almost always not. Like as as an example, I was talking to, we, we, had, uh, we had dinner the other day, Stephanie and me and yeah. in Sydney, and I said to her, Amplify technically doesn't exist. We've just signed a bunch of documents, and now <laughs> we trade as Amplify. But it doesn't. What 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 the hell is Amplify? Yeah. It's just something we created. Yes. How much of those constructs have we created that we don't even know we've created? You know, and we're just taken for granted. Mm. So I think that's my strength. I feel like <laughs> I question stuff so much that mm-hmm. that um, um, I don't think there's one path no. that that. I, to, so if someone says like Rochelle will also will not say I know Ronsley, yeah. I know what he's going to do next because I I also don't know what I'm going to do next. Right. So there's no way for someone else to know what I'm going to do next. <laughs> um, so it's it's hard. Like I think I think it's about this learning and and being in the pursuit of 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 knowing how much you don't know. Yes. I think that's that's a cool spot to be. Yeah, in. it's a very cool spot to be, mm. and being comfortable being uncomfortable. I'm guessing is part of that. Um. I don't think it's about com- like I think uncomfortable is uncomfortable, and I think it should be acknowledged for be- for it being uncomfortable. And I mm-hmm. think it doesn't stop. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm 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 scared. At least you know, 
at least nine at least nine to ten times a month if not longer and there are at least two days a month that i just feel like not getting out of bed mm-hmm. because of whatever i have to deal with is so big and so huge and i was like i i, I genuinely just feel like just postponing it so how do you overcome that because everyone's faced with those mm. challenges and they're as big or as small mm. as how they perceive them mm. how have you jumped those hurdles uh, I have I have a whole team that looks up to me to make the right decision. Right. We started off with that conversation about making yes. the right decision. Yeah, I tried every step of the way to make the right decision. Yeah, um, and a lot of the times the right decision is you know just getting out of bed and uh, doing whatever the first thing is that you need to do to and 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 I'm very conscious that there are people looking up. For to me or looking down to me or looking at me for example so i think of those things yeah that's an awesome closing of the loop uh, just one last question mm. uh what question would you like me to ask you that i haven't i don't know i haven't i i, I didn't think I, I didn't come in with an agenda to think of what you no. were going to ask me so is there anything that you'd like me to ask ask you that I that I didn't raise? Um, I think I invest in in my day every every morning, and I feel like many people don't know that right. that I invest to wake up every morning at four thirty, um, and invest however difficult that is. Yeah to do to ha- for that to happen i mean there are days like like there are days when i'm sick and or there are days that i don't feel like it but you know nine times out of ten i will wake up at 4 30 every morning i will meditate i will um have a shower yeah and i will um i will consume something that betters me or improves me as a person so i think that investment is not like a one-time thing i think it's a continual journey yeah, I, I invest in a lot of my habits. Yeah, yeah, mm. awesome. Mm. Look, uh, it's been absolutely sensational talking to you, Ronsley. I, I like can't us. wait to have you back again. Yeah. Uh, this is going to be a sensational journey, and, you, and you've opened that opportunity mm. to me and got me motivated and excited about mm. the power of podcasts. Mm. So uh, I'm, I see you as a mentor. I see you as someone who uh, will continue to guide me and a lot of people that I'm bringing to the joy of this medium of, of learning and improving themselves. So uh, Thank you for being here. Uh, just just um, let uh, people know where where they can find you and um, mm. where they can learn more about Amplify and Ronsley Bears. Thanks, thanks, Bushy. I think I think we've invested in in where you're going as well, and I think um, that's a cool journey, and I'm I'm excited to see where that goes. And um, I think you guys are doing some amazing things, and 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 I feel there's an investment both ways. Mustamplify.com is is where you'll find the hub for everything um, that we do. Um, but yeah, Ronsley, I, I think Ron, Ronsley at gmail.com is my, my email address. So, you know, send me an email. Thank you for being invested, Bronsley Vaz. Cheers, buddy. Well, Freedom Fighters, how good was that? To get a summary of all this investment gold in the show notes, just email me on hello at khgroup.com.au. That's H-E-L-L-O at khgroup.com.au. Or check us out at www.bushymartin.com.au forward slash get invested. I look forward to joining you next week for another episode of the Get Invested podcast. So thanks for listening. And as always, dream as if you live forever. 
and live as if you'll die tomorrow.